When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the Big Ten Previews and Projection Show for Mesa Brew Podcast on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I am Luke Yardy, joined by Anthony Broom in for our 10th episode, 10th team we've been looking at. And I got it wrong at the beginning of the Iowa episode. If you uh, if you listen to that, this is the spot where we would be taking a look at the uh, the Michigan Wolverines, but we're going to save them for last as we're going in reverse order of the projected power rankings from you, the fan, as you voted. So we're on to Indiana and people loving Tom Allen squad in Bloomington here this year, coming off a six and two season losses against OSU in the regular season and then to Ole Miss uh, in the Outback Bowl and an Indiana program that's been on the rise for a while. Felt like they were just always on the cusp and last year, pretty big step forward, Anthony. Yeah, always a bridesmaid, never a bride prior to, I mean, and some people would still argue that's the case given that they didn't get to go to Indianapolis and represent the Big Ten, which was the right decision. They lost to Ohio State. That's how it goes. If mm-hmm. Michigan were in their shoes, that would be the fair thing to do still. So, Indiana, they just had to settle for being the nation's sweethearts for the second year in a row. This is a good football team, and they bring a lot back on both sides of the ball. Guys taking advantage of extra COVID year. Guys, like I said, Michael Pettix, health is going to be the biggest question with him. He's back. A guy who, honestly, until we know who wind up, like we don't know what the quarterback situation is going to look like at Ohio state yet. They have a lot to sort out and you can usually pencil them in as being the most productive quarterbacks in the big 10, but in terms of best playmaking quarterback in the big 10, when he's healthy, Michael Penix is that guy. So he comes back. Micah McFadden comes back, you know, big time linebacker who is kind of the heart and soul of that Indiana defense. And then Taiwan Mullen, a guy who, might be their top NFL prospect heading into the year at defensive back. So you've got some really talented guys on both sides of the ball. Ty Freifogel's back at wide receiver. Peyton Hendershot at tight end. So were you, were you not surprised by the Freifogel coming back? I was pretty surprised by Freifogel coming back. I was, I was pretty surprised by that. And what that does is that it really sets him up for could that guy potentially be the best wide receiver in the Big Ten? I know Ohio State's loaded. We know that Michigan has a a plethora of guys. Penn State has Jahan Dotson, who I've seen in first-round mocks. But Ty Freifogel, that's a really, really good football player. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm not not super – well, maybe let's just talk – we're jumping ahead of ourselves here. Let's talk about Tom Allen and the job that he's done because this this would be, technically speaking, year five on the job, but he took over partway through one of those – the first season he was there. So – Let's just run through what he's done since he's been there. Uh, 24 and two or 24 and 22 overall 24 and two. That would have been, whew, man, <laughs> that's Urban Meyer amazing. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he did get himself a raise. He's got, he's up to $4.9 million annually. Good for Tom Allen, uh, but 24 and 22 for an Indiana football team. I mean, let's be honest here. That's, 
that's pretty dang good. And it's only gotten better really as of late. Uh, what, what do we have? Six and two last year, nine and or eight and five, the year 2019, five and seven and 18, five and seven and 17. So they were always like that below 500 sort of football program. And, and I know it's been bad uh, in, in some years, but Tom Allen's got them to a point, Anthony, where it's like, Hey, this is a, a legit team in, in the big 10 East. And it's probably not just a blip on the radar. No, this is sustainable in the same way. I think that, there are some similarities here to like maybe Mark D'Antonio at Michigan state in terms of being that program that was kind of a doormat for a while. And it takes time take, you know, it took four years to really get going. It took a fifth year to be a contender, but you know, you're here in essentially the fifth full year of the Tom Allen era. And we're talking about them as a team that let's just be honest. Let's call it what it is. Ohio state loses a lot this year. And, and we assume that because they recruit the way they do that, they're just going to reload, but they're just a, you know, they're, they're a subpar. I won't even say subpar, but they're like getting the same type of quarterback play that Michigan was away from maybe being vulnerable this year, maybe being a team that can be beaten in the, the big tennies. So in, you know, when I, when I look at Indiana, you, you, they're probably at the front of the pecking order in terms of if someone, if there is a prayer in the world that Ohio state can be toppled by someone this year, I think you would probably put Indiana at the top of that list. So, and I think it's sustainable too. I mean, as long as, you know, we just got done doing two podcasts where we talked about what Pat Fitzgerald has built, what Kirk Ferentz has built, you know, Indiana, I know it's not, Football speaking, it might not be as fertile grounds like recruiting wise and, and for just the, the the things it takes to build a, a winning football program. But they do it with blood, sweat and tears and, and hard work. And this is I mean, Michigan fans know even in the years where they were five and seven, that's a team that's a pain in the ass. They're They're tough to beat. They might take a couple, you know, we talk about Dan Campbell and kneecaps with the Detroit Lions. I think that Tom Allen and the Hoosiers are the the OG eating kneecaps or clubbing kneecaps program. Um, they'll get a little chippy. Their sidelines are always energetic and spirited and, and they do what they got to do. And for the longest time, like they last year was the first time I think ever that they beat both Penn State and Michigan in the same year. So don't don't discount the effect that has on what a guy like Tom Allen is building there. We saw it with Antonio at, at Michigan state. And I don't think it's a direct comparison, but they just seem like the type of program where if you give them life and they, they gave Ohio state a hell of a time in the horseshoe last year, outside of beating Penn state and beating a bad Michigan team, but it was Michigan. Nonetheless, they beat Wisconsin. Like they, they earned their way last year it wasn't that they weren't the beneficiaries of an easy schedule or anything like that they earned their way and i think that's i think it, it laid the groundwork for what could be a team that really is a pain in the ass in the east for the next couple of years here let's take a look at what this roster holds 17 returning starters from a year ago eight on the offensive side nine on the defensive side so that right there you know Hey, this team should mirror what they did a year ago. A couple of key departures, though. Running back Stevie Scott, 561 yards and 10 
touchdowns for the Hoosiers last year. He's gone and defensive back Jamar Johnson, who was round five pick of the Denver Broncos, uh, tied for the most interceptions on the team with four, also had 43 tackles, two and a half tackles for loss. But as Anthony just said, man, a lot returning. Michael Penix Jr., obviously, he, he's the star of the show. Completed 56.4% of his passes last year. A little bit uh, of improve, room for improvement on that front, but still threw for over 1,600 yards. 14 touchdowns and four interceptions. I mean, this guy did not turn the ball over a year ago, which obviously was huge uh, for them. Also had two rushing touchdowns. Ty Freifogel, first team all Big Ten, 721 yards and seven touchdowns. Anthony mentioned Micah McFadden, the linebacker, with 58 tackles, six sacks, four and a half tackles for loss, two interceptions, was first team all Big Ten. And they're getting transfer DJ Matthews from Florida State to come over. A former four-star recruit, three touchdowns in 2019 uh, with Florida State did not play in 2020. And a little Michigan tie here. They're probably going to have Zach Carpenter starting at center on the offensive line here this year. Yeah, and like I said, the, the pieces that they have really, I mean, I'm, I'm both, I mean, we talked already about Taiwan Mullen and Micah McFadden and Cam Jones at linebacker. Um, there's just a Marcelino ball is someone that, that I've always liked watching a lot. So on both sides of the ball, they're, they're super talented. And, and, you know, the stats, when you look at them from last year, like for as exciting as it feels like this team was, they were 59th nationally in scoring 114th in rushing 43rd in passing 94th in total offense. And even you look at the defensive stats, they were 19th in scoring 34th in rushing. So, you know, they helped run, they held run games in check. They were 75th in passing 43rd in total defense, but there, there wasn't, you look at the stats and there's nothing outstanding about them, but that's where the stats are kind of, I guess, pretty overrated because we know despite how Penn state started last year, that's a talented football team. You take them to the wire. Some would argue that they shouldn't have won that game. They did. The scorebook says they did. Took Ohio State to the brink later on in the year in what was the pseudo Big Ten title game. I think if Indiana wins that game, they probably, who knows, maybe they wind up in the playoff. Who's to say? But this this is, I think this is sustainable for them. I think the culture that they built there is, is real. I think those guys they go out and they play with their hair on fire. They play their asses off <laughs> for Tom Allen. It, it's pretty, I've seen you love playing for Tom Allen, man. I'll, I'll it, it's kind of, it's very cool to see. Yeah. It's kind of someone, someone online compared him to Ted Lasso. And I'm like, I think he's a little more of a red ass than that. Like Ted Lasso yeah. is more of a teddy bear. Shout out to Apple TV pay us. Tom please. Allen also knows, you know, the game of football, but I, I could see yeah. where, you know, <laughs> just, a, I guess the point is just a likable guy. And you know, for sure, I'm not saying that people say that. I, I still think that, you know, there's, there's a fine line between coaching a program that plays gritty and hard and through the whistle and kind of doing some dirtbag stuff. And I think in games when they've played against Michigan in the past, I think we've seen kind of that. I won't go too much into that, but yeah, I mean, what they've built here is real and and they're not, it's not just, it's not just, oh, well, the culture is good and they have a couple of good players. There are good players on both sides of the ball here. So, you know, probably the biggest question I have for them is, are you going to be able to run the ball better? You know, 12th in the big 10 and rushing 114th nationally. Like that's not, I don't think that's what they are and what they want to be, 
but I think they just have to be a little bit more explosive offensively for them to really be a threat in the East moving forward, especially, you know, this year where I think it, the East Ohio state's going to win the East, but I think it's a little more up for grabs than it has been in the past. But yeah, that's my biggest question with them. I, I just think that I like what's there on both sides of the ball. And I think that the culture that they've built, I, I just, I think it's sustainable. I don't think what they did last year was the result of a weird COVID year. So let's take a look at their schedule here. Uh, ranked 39th, according to Phil Steele. Non-conference, not too tough. Idaho and Western Kentucky, but they do have a date with Cincinnati. That is going to be a very interesting uh, non-conference schedule there. Didn't get a whole lot of favors uh, with the crossovers with Minnesota and having to go to Iowa, but they are at Purdue, obviously, uh, to end the year. That's always going to be uh, one of the crossover games, uh, the Indiana-Purdue game. But... Um, 39th ranked schedule over under uh, set at eight. So let's go through it quickly at Iowa, home to Idaho, home to Cincinnati, at Western Kentucky, at Penn State, home to Michigan State, home to Ohio State, at Maryland, at Michigan, home to Rutgers, home to Minnesota, and at Purdue. So a couple of interesting ones there. You get lucky by hosting Ohio State, but having to go to Penn State this year, having to go to Michigan and having to go to Iowa, uh, three really tough Big Ten road trips for for the Sooners team. Yeah, this is really tough. And as much as I just talked them up as a program, like I said, uh, at Iowa is going to be extremely difficult. Cincinnati, extremely difficult. At Penn State, extremely difficult. Michigan State, even, you know, I know that's a home game, but coming off a of bye week, what could they be halfway through the year? And they get Ohio State at home, which is great, but it's still Ohio State. There's just not a lot of breaks here. Uh, November 6th at at Michigan. They play at Maryland the week before that. Rutgers, who we know, is is tough and improved. Minnesota, who I've been pretty high on when, when we've been doing this. And then at Purdue to end the year. Vegas has the over, uh, the over under set at seven and a half wins. And I, this might be the most difficult one to me since we've, we've been jumping yeah. on and doing these. So, so. I, I looked at it today. I was on DraftKings. I found it at eight. Seven and a half is going to make it real interesting for me. Well, let's Ooh. keep it interesting. Yeah, I like. I know I like seven and a half more than I like eight because. So for for the amount of teams that I've been bullish on, this isn't one of them. I'm actually a little bearish on Indiana here, and I know we talked really good about them, but. This just feels like one of those teams, Anthony, similar to Michigan in 2019. Now, I know they're not changing offensive coordinators and everything like that, but there, there always seems to be that team that feels like they're returning a lot and they just don't quite live up to expectations. I think there's a really good chance that it's Indiana here this year because one of the facts that we talked about, they were always the bridesmaid and never the bride. Well, guess what? Now you're the bride. Now you've got a target on your back. Now the expectations are up there. You're not playing underdog, trying to make your way anymore. You've made it in the eyes of many to the point where you're a contender in the Big Ten East. How does this team and that culture handle that? And for the first time going through it, it's going to be very easy to, to kind of for, for that weight to, you know, uh, break your back, so to speak. So I, I think this is a team that doesn't quite live up to expectations. They were plus eight in turnover margin last year, but you just pointed to it, Anthony. They don't really do anything spectacularly well. 
Now that, I mean, I guess that could be a good thing that you won all those games and, you know, you were 59th in scoring offense and barely top 20 in scoring defense, you know, unlike Iowa or Northwestern who, you know, had these spectacular defenses. Iowa just doesn't do anything spectacular. I know they have a ton of talent, but this, this feels like they, they're much more likely to win seven games than they are nine. Now, with you have it set at seven and a half, man, I'm I'm debating. I've got it under eight, but seven and a half. Like I I, I could no, see. I'm making mine. Here. Se- I'm making my pick at seven and a half. So you have to do with that. that me too. No, no, I am too. Yeah, hundred percent. I was saying uh, it was it was an easy under for me when it was at eight. Seven and a half's got it a little interesting for me right now because I'm looking at it. I think you beat Idaho. You you win at Western Kentucky, beat Michigan State. You win at Maryland, home to Rutgers, home to Minnesota. I think they win those, and then they beat Purdue. So I've got them four or five. I've got them seven games right there. But you're at Iowa, home to Cincy, which is going to be a tough one. I They had no business beating Penn State last year. I don't think they get the job done in they just, happy. They just need to get you one from the rest of that group. Are you? I coming? know. I know. And mm, – all of that, but it's still, it's, it's tough for me to pull the trigger on that because I, I, you know what? I got to go with my gut. I, I think they don't live up to the hype this year. I'm going to go under seven and a half. Okay. I'm going to go over. I think they're going eight and four. Um, I just talked them up as being the team that would be next in line to Ohio state in the East, but I'm also going to predict that they'll lose at Penn state at Michigan and to Ohio state. So by default, that puts them at fourth in the Big Ten East. So I'm already contradicting mm-hmm. myself here. So the, I have three losses there and then a loss in one of the games, either to Cincinnati or late in the year with Minnesota at home. So that would put them at eight and four. I, I'm not confident about that, but again, we're trying to make it interesting. We're trying to deviate. That's right. I want, I want people to be like, okay, I was team Luke and he won me money or I was team Anthony and he bankrupted me and I live in a box. Like I, I just want, I want some variation here. So yeah. Yeah. I'm or, go or, over. you know, I, I'll even, I'll even give it, you know, if your team fade Luke and I win you money, I'll feel good about it. It's like getting a zero on the SAT <laughs> or the ACT, you know? Yeah. As long as you don't put your financial woes on me, like as long I don't, as you're not, as long as I'm I, not 500, you know, then I'm a blogger. Okay. I don't need, I have my own financial woes. I don't need your financial woes on my conscience, but I do want you to take sides too. So, so yeah, Absolutely. I'm taking the over. <laughs> All right. I'm going the under, this is one of the few, I, I feel like we've been, we've had a lot of the same, you know? Yeah. I feel it, it seems like as we've gone out and I don't know if that's just me being the contrarian, but you no, know, we haven't again, us going over under, that's not us saying, oh, well, they'll they'll finish better than this team. Like we're just going, we're we're doing the betting. These 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 exist in a vacuum for us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, if you want us, if you want us, like we'll do actual rankings, power, mm-hmm. you know, projections, full Big Ten stuff, a little closer to the year. But on August, as we sit here and record, on August 2nd, and I don't know what date it will be when you guys actually hear this one later in the week, obviously, but you get it at seven and a half. That's what the number is. That's what you should put your money on. So if you, if you see the number at eight, I think, I think going under eight is uh, nine wins is going to be tough for them. I'm going to go see if I can get it at eight right now. Yeah. See if I can get student loans. Eight wins is a push, you know, I I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they're getting nine. 
you know, I feel like safe money's on the under on eight, but seven and a half, man, that made it tough. I, I was rethinking everything I came in with there. We'll see. I, I, I will think, I do say that uh, I can't rule out nine or 10 wins only because yeah, anything there, is, there is like that little kind of Mark D'Antonio vibe to all of this here. So, but all right. I think that's all I have to say about Indiana. Yep. So that's, that is our Indiana preview and projection show. Anthony, where can they find the other nine teams that we've looked at so far? Well, you can find the other nine teams and almost at this point, 500 other podcasts in the Maze and Brew podcast feed, wherever you find your podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. There's a little how to guide on the front page. If you want to, Explain to Uncle Steve how to subscribe to Maze and Brew Podcast. And while you're at it, you can leave a five-star review. You can have Uncle Steve leave a five-star review, but only five-star reviews. We, we only accept the five-star nice. ones. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take your other feedback elsewhere. But So you can follow us there. Uh, follow, all the In terms of social media, we're wherever you at. We are wherever you are at on social media. Descriptions for or the, the links to all those are in the description below. You can follow me you on TikTok, Anthony. Not yet. Uh, it's not in the budget. I can't so. wait to see. I, I can't wait to see your TikToks. Is that you volunteering to run the TikTok page? I, I said you. I can't wait to see your TikToks because oh, I know you're very creative with the video. You know, <laughs> that's a lie. Don't butter me up. Not this late in the day. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we're uh, we're wherever you are, except for TikTok for now. But send your applications on, and if you want to start the Maze and Brew TikTok, I guess so. You can follow me on Twitter at Anthony T. Broom and Maze and Brew everywhere else. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Subscribe, rate, leave reviews. We really appreciate it. We love all the feedback, positive and negative. I understand you're not going to agree with everything I say. Maybe you don't agree with most of what I say. I understand. I'm, I'm used to it at this point. So. <laughs> Go and go and do all that and make sure to stay tuned for uh, some really good shows coming up. We're going to be next week uh, looking at our last four teams that we have yet to preview in the Big Ten. Michigan, Penn State, Wisconsin, and Ohio State going to be a big week next week. Make sure you stick around for that.